Hey, it's Jose Galison. This is No Way Jose. You can find me on the No Way Jose YouTube channel. You can also find me on all the major podcatchers and on Odyssey as well. Today, my guest is Magnus Benvidia. Uh, now, you guys know, I've been warning you guys a little bit. I'm changing the format a little bit. Uh, normally, I've been putting these live streams up publicly and then taking them later and then putting it back up as a numbered episode. But this one's just going to the patrons. It's also on YouTube, or not YouTube, but on Twitter. So if you're watching Twitter, you'll catch it live. But uh, mostly I just did that because I need to do it eventually and also because this was like a little bit last minute and I know there's probably not going to be a whole lot of people on a 10.30 at night live stream anyways. So what does it matter? Uh, with Odyssey, I don't even know how because it mirrors my content. So Odyssey will pretty much always be available like as soon as the stream's done. So if you want to watch it like immediately, go to Odyssey. You know, I like this because it's incentivizes going to Odyssey. So, and I'm too much of a tech tar to figure out how to undo it. And there's only like 90 people that follow me on there anyway so like whatever and i want as many people go to the odyssey as possible if i don't get two dollars a month out of you or you know i whatever go to odyssey i'd, I'd, I'd like that because uh eventually i don't know how i haven't got dinged on here uh on i, I have multiple friends who've done similar things i have i think i just have just the right amount of following to where i'm you know uh, not too small they feel like they can just utterly nuke me not too big enough to where like i i'm on the on the uh, radar as much but yeah, I haven't got done yet, dinged yet, but I have uh, like Tower Power Hours multiple times. So, you know, it'd be good to get some of you guys heading over to Odyssey. And I really think we need to support Odyssey anyway as best we can. As much trifling as fucking, uh, fucking YouTube will be doing. But anyways, uh, like I said, there's changes to the Patreon now where I'm going to be doing more of this like live stream, like just for the patrons. And, and also I'll probably keep doing it on Twitter and on Odyssey to kind of, you know, I mean, it just, I'm not trying to completely paywall the fuck out of everything. So, uh, $2 is the lot lowest. $5 for a chat preference. I'll give you a code. $10. If you're on the $10 tier, I will, you know, within reason, let you curate an episode so you can get with you. You can have you either have you on or you can have your guests you're choosing subject within reason. This will be something that me and you would talk through and figure out. Uh, you know what? This is, and this is kind of just my lazy man's way of getting money off of you helping me make episodes. So I'm cool with that. Uh, and then $20 will be a sponsor level. Uh, so this will be, I'll read your name off. So for my sponsors in that level, I have CD McRae of the whiskey and tea podcast, Jermaine Vincent, Adam. And then also I have at big bog horn. That's his Twitter handle. And he has the no time to explain podcast today. The topic is, Oh crap. I still have on my outline, the live reading. Uh, it's not the live reading of John Hurley. That would be weird. Uh, but no, it's uh, it's gonna, we're gonna be talking about John Hurley with Magnus. So that that whole situation, which I've caught bits and pieces. I read his article today, which is really good. I'll have that in the. I don't have it up now, but I will put it in whenever I drop it as a numbered episode. And if not, I'm sure you can go to Magnus's Twitter, and it's probably easy to find. Uh, I just read it. It was really, it was, it was good. It was covered all the major topics, and we'll be going into that today. I think he said he had a little bit more information. With that Patreon, patreon.com, so no way Jose 2020. As always, check out the dude, Top Lobster. Uh, uh, use Jose at checkout for 10% off at toplobster.com. He is the fucking dude. He does, like, just about all my art. Uh, actually, does all my art. He's a man. He has art for so many people, and don't, go support him. Go help him out. That is going to bring in Magnus. What's up, dude? What's up? What it do? All right, uh, we'll, we'll, we're not going to go so sour and dour right off the top. Uh, I don't even know if dour is a word. Is I feel like I've right. heard that before. Oh, dude, it's, it's, been, it's been depression Olympics for me for the last couple of days because I, I, I released <laughs> that article and people are like, I, I wish there was more breakdowns of police shootings like that. Here's all of these other depressing fucking stories that you should look into. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> this is why I had to stop following things like the three, Free Thought Project. Yeah. I feel like there's a, definitely a use for that, like, bombardment of here's this, here's that, here's that. And it's good to even every now and then remind even people like me and you 
But I feel like if you're already embroiled and you've already accepted, like, I get it. They fucking suck. But, like, every now and then you need a reminder. And then also you need that initial, like, holy shit, they suck. But once you know they suck, you're like, all right, now I'm getting sad. Like, and they, they, they cross <laughs> the line even further and do something even more fucked up and, than yeah. usual. And it's like, <laughs> well, which, is, which is the Hurley case to me. That, that's yeah. how I feel about it. I think this is one of, like, the most egregious bullshit the police have pulled this year. And it's crazy that more people aren't talking about it. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild because, uh, I mean, we'll get into it more, but it sounds like from the, my reading of it that they straight up admitted, yeah, we shot him in the back. We, uh, you know, we didn't even try to get him to identify himself. We just shot him in the back. And, yeah, like, yeah. We, we weren't like, clear of what was going on. We shot him in the back. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, like there's, there's so many more details around it, but the most important one was the uh, they interviewed the cop that shot him, and that's in the 1,090-page report that I had to read through all of it. And Jesus Christ, uh, Denver, Denver cops or whatever police department that is, they sound like the most illiterate idiots in the world. I digress. I mean, but, but cops. Uh, it, yeah, he, he, he literally goes into it that the original idea was that they ran up on Hurley and then had to make like a snap decision and then shot him. That's what they told the media yeah. since the shooting happened. The reality of the matter is the cop hid in a building, saw Don, uh, Ronald Troy, who was the actual mass shooter, saw him walk by, saw him leave, saw him walk by again. And then they see Johnny. And the thing about this is, uh, I don't know Johnny's exact height, but Johnny, I think he's like six foot something. He's a tall dude and he's skinny. Troik is like five foot six and short. Troik was wearing black shorts, uh, combat boots, a black shirt, and a boonie hat. Uh, Johnny was wearing a bright red shirt, blue jeans, and skate shoes. And it's he's like, like almost the difference between me and you. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, it would it would be like like if you committed a mass shooting and then like Nick you know Nick Astley walked into the room and they shot him thinking you were the same person. Like it doesn't make any fucking sense. And and the cop even admits like yeah I didn't call out to him I didn't try to do anything I didn't tell him to drop the weapon I just shot him through the door and it's like okay yeah and which yeah. he said his reasoning in the article you gave was I guess that he didn't want to like he was worried he couldn't win that fight or he didn't want to alert him. And I'm like, I actually kind of get that. But at the same time, it's like, but you didn't have to pull the trigger. Like you could have like, you know, wait a second, assess the situation before you kill the man. Like I get not like letting him know, like, here I am motherfucker. Cause like, if that is a dangerous person, but at the same time, I'm also not going to just go like, I think that's him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially just mixing them up so badly. And yeah. plus the fact that, um, like I break down in the article and I, I do it to a degree that I feel like, you can't argue otherwise. We know that they have the footage of Johnny. We know that they have the footage of Johnny before he was shot and killed, what he was doing when he was shot and killed, the position of his body, what like where the gun was and everything. They have all that video and they've either not released it or cropped it. And it's like, mm -hmm. okay, what's going on here? Like this is this is suspicious to me because I guess I guess to go into it, like I kind of go in the article there's three very distinct like slices of information that all contradict each other. The Actually, first let's, let's go. We're going to get way ahead of ourselves and I'm doing it backwards. <laughs> let's jump back to that. Cause I want to work through it. Like, cause we know like who is Harley right. or Hurley, what happened. And then we'll kind of go into the minutia of the different, uh, the different stuff. Like with the, you know, was it a cover up the body cam, stuff like that. Like, yeah. Cause I mean, there, there might be, and I kind of like, there were a couple things brought up that I might have plausible, uh, plausible possibilities for, but obviously you might be able to point out where I'm thinking wrong. Cause I mean, I always try to give the benefit of the doubt as much as I hate the cops. It's kind of right. like, well, you don't know what happened. Cause it's like, even while we are like, fuck these people, they're doing a dirty, like we, I, I don't really care for cops. 
and like yeah, and it's like well, there's no such thing as a good cop. There are good situations. There are good. There are good sh- like good shoots essentially, yes. and, and it's like if some woman's getting the shit kicked out of her, and like some dude's about to stab her, and a cop shows up and shoots him, I go, hey, hell yeah, good job, man. But I, I but it has nothing to do with the fucking shiny metal badge he has. Yeah, like, say, like, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's my feeling on use of force situations in general, whether it be a cop or not a cop, I don't care. It's like, yeah, it, it, would I have shot this person in this situation, and would I have gotten away with it? with no consequences if i did what this cop did that's how yeah. i look at everything yeah but uh, i i want to back up i want to go make it a little less because i said a minute ago a little, little less you know line it up a little bit uh, i know you're a huge dune fan yeah. <laughs> uh, so i want i know we talked about it a little bit and this will be a little bit of canned conversation but uh, i've just been really excited to talk about dune a little bit because i i just watched the movie but i read the book before because i had my my boss came into work and he had watched a movie. And he's like, yeah, that Doom movie was really dope. And this has been like a dive I've been wanting to take for like years. Uh, I've, I've already gone on like internet, like YouTube fucking rabbit trails where I've like looked into different stuff. because and I know it has a lot of interesting themes and stuff that are like up my alley. But he's never really had an impetus to go about doing it. And my boss was like, hey, this is good. And I was like, hi, I wonder if they have an audiobook. I looked up the audiobook and it was like, like had a sh- it was like well narrated. Because when it comes to like audiobooks, I don't know about you, I generally don't like fiction. Because fiction, like audiobooks, are, or if you even read audiobooks at all, fiction, uh, like fiction read audiobooks, audiobooks. <laughs> yeah, or listen to audiobooks. Like fiction audiobooks, fuck with me. I don't know why. Like them trying to read different voices and stuff. It's always weird. But there was a good one, and so I went with that. It, it fucking, yeah, I knocked it out within like days. Even though it was like a twenty-four hour audiobook, it it was just good. And then I watched the movie after. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'm just, there's so much going on in that and there's so much interesting stuff. So I'm looking forward to, I want to do like, I think I want to do like a super, uh, like a four person, like I want maybe like, I mean, ideally maybe like you and there's a couple other people I have in mind. Uh, if not, the there's like dorks. multiple people already threw their names out. They're like, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. Like how many libertarians are into Dune, but it makes sense with the themes that are working with in there. You know? yeah, it's, it's like, it's like the, the, the best anti-imperialism book like ever written. <laughs> Cause it's not like bitter or pretentious about it at all. It just kind of like lays it out of like, nobody's really evil. It's just fucking stupid. You know, yeah. it's like, except not- the Harkonnens are pretty straight up. Like, fuck these. Well, dudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But there's like no redeeming factor, but even then they sort of feed it to you. Like, well, they have all these rational reasons. Just, they yeah. may be missing a few bits of information here and there. Like fourth Harkonnen, like him mistreating the Fremen is only, like he has it worked out in his head completely logically why he's behaving this way. He just has overlooked the fact of how many of them there are and how powerful they actually are. And right. it's not really that like he's dominating this planet. It's that they're letting him dominate this planet. You know, <laughs> so, yeah. that's, like, that's, that's, that's my point. Is like, like it, it really frames it. And I feel like the correct way of just like, this is all just pointless and bloody and dangerous. Like it, it doesn't have to be like this cut and dry, like moral evil, whatever. It's just stupid and it yeah. doesn't work out. And I, I I love that like hopeful nihilism of everything, of like yeah. humanity's fucking useless and idiotic, but we figure it out eventually. <laughs> it's like I love it. I love how realistic they are about the political themes going on because I know they didn't really show it in the movie so much, but like uh like for example uh God who was it? the Atreides uh Leto Leto the main the the dad he knew that he was being set up from the beginning. They didn't let you know that in the in the, the movie really so yeah, well, they, but he, they there's multiple hint, conversations. Yeah, they yeah. kind of hint at it, but uh, yeah, they, you can't go too deep into it. 
Yeah, but he straight up says at one point to Paul, like, yeah, they're trying to fuck us over. And it's like, well, and there's a whole conversation he has where he's talking about the political philosophy of like, and it's actually smart. They're going to, it's almost like art of war type stuff where he's like to his son, his son's like, well, why are you even going if you know it's a trap? And he's like, well, because we know it's a trap, it can become our trap. And it's like, it's like genius Machiavellian shit. And you're like, yeah, oh, and, and like, like one, one of the best lines from the book is, is, is uh, what makes a gift a gift? Or I think like, when is a gift a gift? And it's like, hmm, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about when uh, uh, Harkonnen was fucking losing his mind over them giving giving the planet over? And he's like, you think it's a gift? What's a gift? You sure? <laughs> like, I, I just love, I just love all of it. It's it's great. Yeah, no, I'm I'm I like this is like it's it's hard to even just do like quickly just breeze over it because there's so many different things going on. Uh, we even talked about in the in the pre a little bit too. But uh, yeah, I definitely I would like to get you, and I have a couple other people in mind. I think I want to I want to do it. I won't I won't say their names now. I was trying to get I don't know if you know his name. He's a Ideas of Ice and Fire guy. I was really really trying no to shit. hit him up on. I was trying to. I haven't no gone shit. back. I've been spamming him on Twitter. Bro, uh, I mean, if I've anyone out there like, was trying, fucking videos. <laughs> yeah, it's just fucking fire, dude. It's great. Like, and he breaks it down. Like, I don't know what his like ideology is. But like he breaks it down like a fucking theory nerd does, you know. And you're like, this is fucking dope. Yeah. Uh, he's like, he's like how some of our theory nerds, in like the anarchist world, but applied to just straight up fantasy shit. So it, it's, uh, it's Pre fucking Preston, dope. Preston Jacobs, another good one for that for uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I've never, I've never heard of him. Uh, but the idea is, Ice and Fire is the only guy I know because I've done a, like a, bu a bunch of his fucking, uh, you know, Game of Thrones, and he does a bunch of Dune, and he's done a kind of other, other weird random fiction books that I've like tried to look into that. But it's just kind of too weird. I I don't know. Maybe they're probably all awesome, but it's like there's so many goddamn universes out there that I, and sometimes it's like I, I gotta focus on my real universe. <laughs> I've, I've I've run out I've run out of actual history to learn about, so now I know like detailed back and forth history of fake fucking places <laughs> that never existed. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <sighs> it's it's a nice little rice respite from some of the uh, the crazy shit going on in our world and the, like real stupid fucking anarchist theory, which. I don't know. I like it's some, something about like reading it in fiction and then, then like it, you kind of are like, oh, yeah, that's that theory. This is this theory. But then you I don't know. It, it's just fun. Uh, all right. Let's fucking get into it and stop saying <laughs> the shit about Dune. I just really want a chance to nerd out and eventually. Yeah. And, 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 and get, get maybe a smile on people's face before yeah. we talk about <laughs> fucking goddamn tragedy. Yeah, for real. Let's start off with who is Hurley? Because I know that's the big thing. And everyone's like, he's one of us. Is he like, is he like someone that you know of people who know him? So on and so forth. I know that was like, I never really did a too deep of a dive of this whole story. It sounded pretty cut and clear from the beginning that it was like cops fucked up and they weren't even really kind of even trying to, uh, to disagree with it, really. I mean, they kind of gave some like semi bullshit, like, well, not really. But it's like, you can tell like they're not even really trying too hard. Like we fucked up. They put a lot um, of energy into labeling him a hero and, and talking about how much of a hero he was as much as possible in public while refusing <laughs> to release any footage of what happened. Very interesting. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, so so John, Johnny definitely would be considered part of this circle. The two things that, because I didn't know him personally, but he was part of We Are Change Colorado. So Luke Rakowski's whole We Are Change thing um dedicated anti-gmo activist dedicated police brutality activist you can find tons of pictures of him out on stuff like that uh ford fisher did a great documentary about him of how he would go like out in boxer shorts with like protest signs every weekend on different subjects and just you know kind of like me of just like a, a perpetual terminal activist and uh 
And so he was definitely part of kind of like the Luke Rakowski libertarian sort of sphere and stuff. But also um, he interacted quite a lot with uh, a lot of the Boogaloo pages that were on Facebook at that time. Um, Cato, who ran Cato's Lost Boys, which was one of the largest Boog pages. Uh, Johnny DM'd him back and forth a lot. So like he was definitely like one of our people, but he was he fell more. He, he wasn't like a theory, you know, theory type like a lot of people are. And he wasn't really an obsessively online type. He was definitely like a dedicated on the ground activist, just always running around raising hell. Great guy, like fed the homeless, did like like potlucks and food drives and stuff like that. And then a musician needed like a lot of like like punk shows and stuff like that. So just generally all around like like a superhuman dude, like you couldn't say anything wrong about him. Everyone in the community loved him. Like everybody knew who he was. So just great fucking guy, which makes it worse that all of this even happened up to all people. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, uh, and uh, and uh, and important to note, really didn't like cops, really, really didn't like cops, Johnny Hurley. And that's, yeah, that's important coloring for what, what happens in the future. There's definitely a lot of parallels to be drawn. Uh, I was just thinking, I don't know how I even really think of it now, like especially with the whole Rittenhouse thing, where it's like people have this idea, like it's like kind of like two different sides of the same coin, and at the same time, too, like uh. It's also a matter of like what gets more po more public. Maybe it's because there was a trial associated with the Rittenhouse thing. Maybe that's a little bit why. But it's kind of like you have this one guy who's like not the perfect hero, like the Rittenhouse, because like he kind of, in a sense, like we can obviously disagree that like maybe what where he was, what he was doing, maybe maybe it wasn't the greatest idea. He might not like some of the stuff he did. But at the same time, like looking at the facts on the ground, it's kind of like at, at the moment he was reacting to self defense. And if we're gonna have some sort of anarchist world it's probably going to be people protecting their property or what they perceive as their property and protecting their community. So you may not like it. It may be messy. It may not be exactly what, maybe it wasn't smart, but then you have someone who did like was smart, like did everything right. And then pop cap by a fucking pig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, and there's so many other cases going on right now of like the, uh, the Garrett Foster thing happened, which is very similar to the Rittenhouse thing. Nobody gave a fuck about that. The Ahmad Arbery trial is going on right now. Nobody gives a fuck about that. So it's like there, there's, it's um, there's so Mon much. Arbery, that was the guy who got shot down by those like fucking rednecks, right? Yeah, the the, the, yeah. the, red, the rednecks fucking hunted him down in a pickup truck and shot and killed him. And yeah, it's, that, that was a weird one. Uh, it's yeah, been a while yeah, since yeah. I've died. I don't remember all the details, but I just remember being like, "This is weird." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Fuck? So like, like there's so many things going on, but everything's focused on the Rittenhouse shit, and and it's also important to note that the uh, the Ghislaine Maxwell trial was pushed back to conveniently happen just a week and a couple days after the decision is going to come out of this trial. So it's like, ah, eh, that's organic. That's just, you know, <laughs> that's just something that just happened. But, but yeah, yeah you're, you're absolutely right of like, um, especially like it seemed, it seemed like the narrative was managed around Hurley very much. Cause you, you think that the, like the NRA and the gun lobby and everything would view this as a fucking home run. Cause this is, this is the good guy with a gun stopped a mass shooter. And like, not even, you know, like John, Johnny had a sidearm, a pistol. I don't know exactly what he was rocking, but just a handgun. And he took down a dude with a shotgun and an AR-15. So like, this is, Johnny was very well trained with his weapon. Uh, his parents talked about how he practiced with it all the time. Like big and cap brain, you know, militia kind of idea behind it of, of being very proficient with your weapon. And he did exactly what you're supposed to do in this situation. And the police, I guess we'll, we'll get to it, but to kind of preempt it, the police put out the information in a way to make it to where people would be critical of Johnny instead of the police. 
And that's very dubious to me. And that's kind of what makes me the most mad about this case. Is It's less the details of what happened and more of the framing the police did around it until the trial. Well, not the trial, the investigation concluded. So, yeah. And, and what I was kind of getting at too with like the comparing to the Rittenhouse thing is it's like there's almost not this controversy around it. Like, cause it's like they kind of handled it. And it really, the situation is in a way that you're not going to have this, this, like mix up because like with the Rittenhouse thing it's obviously he's a white dude and you know you know of the right at this like left-ish protest and then even then like among us anarchists there's so many people get caught up in the fact that he's like a bootlicker which i mean like don't get me wrong i'm not a fan of bootlickers at the same time i'm like you know he was whatever self-defense like i'm not gonna like in any way throw the fact that he liked the cops or be be annoying about it. it's like you know what? Like, yeah, if anything, I kind of want to support that behavior. Right. You know, so, so I, many, I like so that, many, but... so many people got fucking so mad at me when I mentioned that the Rittenhouse case wasn't as clean and cut and dry as some of these other cases. And it's exactly everything you've you've mentioned. Of like, there's so many. I think also a lot of people mix up the trial, which he's being tried for murder, and whether that's self or defense or not, and the whole situation. Like, yeah. I have I have my opinions on both of those, you know, separately. But a lot of people put them together. And and people get really like fucking obsessive. But yeah, the, the Rittenhouse case and what happened in Kenosha and everything like that is not cut and dry, is not clean, whatever. You can say the self-defense is, you can say the self-defense is a home run, cut and dry, whatever. But everything around that is it's a mess. It's a mess in a fucking half. And when I bring that up to people, people get really fucking mad. And I'm like, I don't care. It's how I knew I knew people that were at that gas station. I was talking to people that were at that gas station that night through fucking Facebook Messenger. Like, I know more about the situation than, than you fucking Twitter toids do. Shut up. <laughs> like, fucking A. But anyway, back to the Hurley thing. I just had to go on that fucking time. Yeah, no, I just, I had to make the parallel, obviously. Just, I mean, these are these, and it's kind of the same thing that was happening to the BLM stuff, like, you know, I don't know, probably five plus years ago. I mean, I sometimes forget how old I am, but I remember when it was, like, really pushing it during, like, the Obama. And I always thought it was so fucking weird. It's always some fucking situation that's really not that clear cut, but then also kind of is in just the right kind of way. Like, and it's, it, it just perfectly tugs on the heartstrings of each side one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and it causes debates and infighting yeah, and conflict. And, it, and, and it's this thing where you're like, well, here's my opinion on this. And then it's this uh, other, like, I, I know it's, it, 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 they, they just perfectly find these, like, uh, like the Trayvon Martin thing. Cause, cause then it becomes like, say you say like, well, I don't know exactly happened there. It could have totally been self-defense or like the Trayvon Martin thing. And then, then people be like, well, do you think you should have been out there being a vigilante? I'm like, well, that's not even what we're talking about. Like, what does that have to do with it? Yeah, like, was the, it, was the, it good? Was it not? Like yeah, there's, there's so much to it. And like, there's another, I'm, I'm writing another article now about the, uh, Fonta Bailey, case which this, this is a you think this would be fucking all over the news of the fact that that uh i think it's pennsylvania police uh opened fire into a crowd of people outside of a basketball uh, outside of a base uh, football game killed a seven-year-old little black girl and shot a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old and then lied and said that if they got killed by a drive-by shooting covered all of it up and then it's just coming out now that the police just fucking mag dumped into a crowd of people. You think like that's BLM home run. That's anti-police brutality home run. The Washington Post should be all over that fucking, you know, uh, uh, Chank Ugert should be fucking seizing in his chair, screaming at his, at his microphone about it. Zero. Zero. 
it's it's my ass and a couple other fucking twitter accounts that have 10k or less followers that are talking about this and it's like what the fuck and you're, you're right because like there there's no controversy there there's no debate to be had there it's just wrong and thus we don't, we don't want to touch on that yeah yeah like this hurley event it's like pretty much like i know they did kind of set sort of cast aspersions on hurley but it sounds like from what i'm seeing straight up from the beginning which you alerted to earlier he basically was like kind of without saying it was like a, i fucked up but he didn't he was like it's kind of when you like were like here's what i did wrong but you never really said i did it wrong but the subtext is i fucked up and you're like well did you fuck up and you're like no i did fuck up right it's very it's very it's very <laughs> abusive gaslighting boyfriend yeah. is how i describe the johnny hurley case because like yeah. to, to get into it um I guess to really quickly break down what exactly actually happened. Is, yes, let's uh, go into what happened. That's the next yeah. bullet point I got, and then yeah, I want to get to like the cover-ups, uh, like different shit like that. So, but yeah, yeah. let's let's go, let's say what the fuck happened, so people know because not everyone knows exactly what happened. Yeah. So so so, yeah. so our Arvada, Old Town Arvada, is essentially like a, a suburb of Denver. It's like it's like thirty minute drive northwest of Denver or something like that. And um, Ronald Troik. Uh, he seemed to be a like big anti-cop guy. Uh, a news article just released that he was radicalized by watching anti-cop videos on YouTube, which like go fuck yourself for even writing that article. But you know, but uh, he he essentially wrote a note saying that he was going to go down to Old Town Arvada and kill cops. And there's also some evidence that he was going after like, either an ex-girlfriend or an ex-wife or something that was in the juice shop that was that he ended up shooting into as well we don't know for sure about that but th there's been a lot of talk around like locals in the area about that but he he goes down to old town square and essentially walks up to a random person and says something weird to them the person isn't specific and shows them a condom and the person's like what the fuck you know this is like a flasher situation or something like that so they call the cops and the cops are like yo this suspicious person at old town square we're, we're gonna show up there so uh uh, officer i think it's gordon beasley I, I might mix up his first name but we'll just say officer beasley for the rest of this he shows up he parks his police cruiser next to the old old town arvada square and starts walking towards the farmer's market that's kind of in the middle of all of this uh troik sees him parks his truck jumps out of his truck with a shotgun runs after beasley shoots and kills him in the middle of the farmer's market he then turns down the alleyway north because there's like there's like a east and then it cuts north alleyway like an l-shaped alleyway he goes down the alleyway north and he starts just dumping his shotgun into parked police cruisers into a juice shop into a vegan cafe just like lighting up this whole fucking thing i probably like runs out of ammo in a shotgun or something like that and then walks back to his truck and this is the point where on the total opposite side of the farmer's market johnny hurley's in a army surplus store he hears shooting going on immediately like no fucking hesitation pulls his sidearm out and just hauls ass across this fucking uh farmer's market like total chat this is all on video right yeah this most, all, this, yeah yeah almost everything about this is on video except for when johnny dies which is the interesting part but johnny runs over there he takes he takes position behind like this brick wall he catches troik walking back shooting his ar-15 into the air and shoots troik with his with his sidearm and that's kind of like right there what we know stops because Arvada police released a official statement. And the only thing in this official statement was a really heavily cropped down security camera footage of the alleyway. And it doesn't show Beasley dying. It doesn't show Hurley or anything. It just shows Troy getting out of his truck, 
shooting and then coming back to his truck. And that's all we knew in the moment. You know, so that's that's like the hard details of what we have knew then. And then you, you know, you start to get into like the weird kind of cover up y thing. I don't know if cover up's the right word, but it's it's a lot of poison. Factual but not truthful. It's 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 a lot of poisoning the well and like you know mal- malicious omission is what I would yes. I would call so it. So factual but not truthful kind of deal with like the malice thing where mm-hmm. it's like there there's it's hard to find where they necessarily lied, but there's definitely spots where they either stretched the truth or gave you the truth, but they left out left yeah. out. It's, 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 it's like I, I came to your house and I found that your cat was dead. And it's like, okay, that's true. I left out the part where I shot your cat. It's like, well, I didn't lie. <laughs> you know, it's like, look, real okay, I guess, correct. But but yeah, so Im- immediately after the shooting, um the police reported that like obviously there's a there's a clusterfuck for a couple days, but once the story had settled down a bit, the police had reported that they had pulled up to the situation, that officer had pulled up to the situation and saw Johnny Hurley standing over Troik's body, very specific and clear, standing over Troik's body with Troik's AR-15, and they immediately responded and shot and killed Johnny. And by reporting that, that made everyone who was outraged about this immediately go like, well, yeah, you know, it's a tragedy, but why would you ever stand over over the shooter with with his gun? Why would you ever touch his gun? And like all these all these things, which are valid. Like, yeah, if you shoot and kill somebody, you probably shouldn't be fucking standing over them with a rifle when the cops show up. That that makes sense, but that's not what happened. And we didn't know that because they had they hadn't released the uncropped footage. If they would have released the uncropped footage, you would have never seen Johnny standing over Trike at all. But they didn't do that. They also reported that none of the officers there there was no body camera footage that none of the officers there had body cameras. Really, turned- once I want to say though, you said you wouldn't. I feel like I would in that situation. I would immediately disarm him, grab his gun. I'd probably put it somewhere else. So if you catch me at the right time, I feel like you may very well see me standing over someone with a gun. Because I mean, my first thought would be, I don't, you know, people don't. It's not the movies. Everyone thinks you're gonna shoot someone and they fucking die. Right. Like it's not like, bam, you're dead. But like, it's like dying is a fucking process. Usually it's just a matter right. of how good of a shot were you and how quick is this process going to be? Especially, especially so, with handgun calibers. People get so, shot like yeah. fucking 27 times and keep going. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So it's like my first thought is not going to be, oh, is he dead or whatever? It's going to be like, well, it is going to be that. But it's also going to be like, I need to get the gun away from this guy. Well, that, and that's know, that's you know? like it might be fast forward a bit, but that's exactly what Johnny ended up doing. Yeah. Johnny Johnny took him down, held him at gunpoint for a second, then ran over and literally like while running, snatches the AR-15 up and then fucking bails and goes and stands somewhere else. And so it's like, yeah, you're right. Like that's what I would do. But the cops yeah. described it like literally like like Johnny had just fucking killed him and was going in for the finishing off shot. Like that's how they described him standing over Troy. That's yeah. not true. And then, like I said, like they said there was no body camera footage, which turned out to be a lie later, and that they said that there was no other footage. The only other detail we got up until this week was a uh, news helicopter, like maybe 10, 15 minutes after the shooting happened, that was circling the area. And the footage in that news helicopter, you can see Troik's body, but you don't see Johnny anywhere, and you see a bunch of cops standing around. So we're like, well, what the fuck? You know, like, like what is going on here? So that that raised even more questions. And later on, it turned out that they had put, if you go look up this uh, news footage, um, it's in a video called uh, "Who Killed the Hero Johnny Hurley" on YouTube. 
you can see that they put cones up to where Johnny was standing. And that, that's kind of important for later. So that's like, that's the two slices of like what happened. And then what we were immediately told. Yeah. Uh, just saw Bonghorn, Leghorn and Libertarian podcast review was Tyler Yankee show up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Bonghorn brought out the plain stories, people beating others to death after getting shot. Yeah. Like you did. It's a process. Like you could give me a fatal shot and I may have still have enough time to finish the fucking job before you do but uh yeah i mean I, I, yeah. like you know ahmad arbery was still like beating the shit out of the guy that tried to kill him after catching a couple shotgun blasts so like yeah he died immediately afterwards but like you you have tank you have gas in the tank even after getting fucked up unless it yeah. hits something serious yeah exactly uh and then libertarian podcast review like yeah he mentioned that there's a documentary uh yeah make, if you guys have any questions i know magnus has poured over a ton of information in the past like few days so and creating my own information have... <laughs> bro i i i i used some fucking google maps foo to build this story man. you said you made your own information i just thought of the meme with like dr manhattan and it's like source which isn't flying above like i made it up <laughs> But yeah, like I, I went, I went to Google Street View. I was zooming in on stuff. I was taking pictures from multiple angles. I, I talked to people that were there. That talked to other people. Like I, I, I became a journalist. Unfortunately, now, so now y'all have to fucking hate me and bully me. It's, it's the law. I know, but journalists, it's like so gay and not in like the cool gay way. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. You become that which you hate, but it's like yeah. I, I guess someone's got to. <laughs> I know. I, I feel the same way Shu did. Shu on head for making the the anti pedophilia videos. That oh she my made. god! God damn yeah. it! I'm a journalist Ooh. now. Fuck. Yeah, no that that one. But that, that the funny thing is that was a story before that I'd seen in other places and I was aware of it. But it seemed to be like Shu that really like kicked the hornet's nest and it's like yeah, I guess she was just big enough and just uh what's the word I'm looking for just um controversial and <laughs> well not even controversial she just like had just enough uh like didn't care like fuck you like ideal it wasn't like she was trying to spit, step around it and I guess mm -hmm. it also probably helps that she's from the left so it's like they're almost using lefty language to make it like acceptable yeah. it's like no 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> Like I said, like not to derail too far, but I had conversations like two, three years ago telling people about the map shit. And like I'm in the LGBT community. I'm fucking bi. Like I hang out. Yeah. I, I would often go to Boys Town in Chicago. So trust me, like these are my people. And I would tell them about the map stuff. And they'd be like, oh, this is a right wing conspiracy. And now we fast forward three years later and all of those people are like, you were right. This is fucked up. I feel <laughs> like bi is just like. I feel like bi is just like extra dude like you're just like <laughs> you, you you've transcended past like being like oh i'm limited to women you're like dude i just like holes <laughs> i'll never i'll never speak um, we, we brought up fucking top lops so i'll never forget his fucking comment where i'm like aggressively homosexually heterosexual and he's he's like i just love i just love and respect dudes so much i can't fuck them <laughs> kill me yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about the body. Back cams. to the depression. That that's one <laughs> thing I saw. The body cams. Like the first thought, because like the body cams is always like everyone now seems as this assumption that every police force has them, and I would be completely fine with everyone having them. And then even then, there's like different rules because some places have them, but they're not required for certain events or others, or they don't always have them on. It's just always such bureaucratic red tape around it. Yeah. Um. And you brought up how they said, I guess in multiple places, they weren't required to have them. But then it pointed out that there was body cam footage later. And my first thought was, and maybe you correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, this is my my only explanation for that would be like, well, maybe there's different departments that yeah, show that's, up. That's, 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 that's what it is. And I think it's like, because okay. it's not an issue that they said that Arvada PD doesn't have body cams because that's true. They, they explicitly stated that there was no body camera footage of the event whatsoever. 
when okay the when the uh i don't know what the county is called i have to i think it's like a, a brown brown in county or something whatever arvada is okay so this could be a straight up there's shared... an honest mistake of that they don't talk to each other well yeah like the, the yeah. sheriff <laughs> yeah the, the but it gets weird though this is okay. important detail the sheriff's department for the county has body cams and okay. they release two uh two separate like pieces of body cam footage and the first one is of a sheriff's deputy walking up when they're loading Johnny into the back of a police SUV, which is really fucking weird. I didn't even touch on this in the article, but like, why isn't there an ambulance? Why are they putting him on a stretcher and putting him in the back of a fucking grocery getter? Like, this is weird. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I have no answer for that. That's just something I noticed. And I'm like, what the fuck? But I mean, I'm sure if I had to conjecture, there was probably a whole lot of like, and, you know, with the missing footage off thing, it was probably like, oh, fuck, Bobby, I killed someone. Uh, what do we do here? <laughs> Get him you know? out of here. Get him out of here immediately. Because that's the other other thing, too, is 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 Johnny died at the scene and Troik died at the scene. But they took Johnny's body away, but left Troik sitting like a fucking bag of garbage on the sidewalk for hours. So it's like. If you didn't know who was the shooter in the moment, then why? You know, it's weird. It's weird. If I had to guess, I would totally think. Obviously, I'm just talking to my ass. I think, I mean, and this is me being, I mean, maybe there was some sinister element, but it really just sounds like he's a fucking idiot. He's a gigantic, he's an idiot and a pussy. And like, which don't get me wrong, I can totally get being in the heat of a moment and being freaked out and and you make a bad choice. And I'm, I'm not even saying like, say... I'm not even saying the cops should like go away from murder. I think it sounds to me like it was probably some sort of manslaughter or something. You know what I mean? Like, cause right. I, cause that, that, that's the important thing to know is like, if everything is true and there's nothing covering up, I, my, you know, I don't think the story they sell is unreasonable. I think it's a bullshit. And I think that cop is a fucking bastard for doing it, but I don't think it approaches like, like fucking go to prison level i think it's just you should probably not be a police officer anymore yeah. but i mean i would think it'd be go to prison because that was like uh i mean maybe not a long time because that's totally manslaughter like assuming you i, I don't know i, well, just yeah, really yeah, I, like I agree I, I mean like like but, but I the very that, like, least oh, he should you know, not be working anymore <laughs> right yeah very least you should not be a fucking cop anymore but my biggest criticisms are of the arvada pd because they're so shifty about all of this and everything they've done is so shifty that it makes me suspicious because I forget the name of the kid, but it was in Chicago and he was like running down an alleyway or something. And then he turned around and like pointed a gun at the cop and then they shot and killed him. And there was almost like big BLM protests about it. And the cops within fucking 12 hours were like, boom, body cam. Cause they were What's confident. That? They were What's confident. The famous in '90s black movie with the guy running that chin gun down. That's all I thought of. I, I don't know. Maybe someone will think of it and, and laugh because. Right. Because there's a famous scene from some like '90s black like street hood movie or whatever the fuck. Right, some black, kid black running away. Black exploitation yeah. <laughs> film or something. And he's getting gunned down, and it's like and his friends there, and he's like, "Oh my god!" Right. But, yeah, that's all yeah. I thought of. When he yeah, said but it's like like the, you can look up a hundred examples of whenever the police think they're in the right, all of the information will come out immediately. But whenever there's anything shifty going on, they'll sit on it for like ever. Another another case of that was the uh, was the Anthony. Anthony the you know, Duncan Lemp, great example. Ridiculous. If you but follow also, that story, insane. Why? Can, it's the same lose, thing. This is why. This is why how many lies and how many changes of narratives there are. Like, you're not even like close to the same story anymore. What's it's going a, it's on? A, it's the same. It's the same thing with Anthony Hulin, which was a guy that died in Lansing Jail. First, they're like he died of a drug overdose, and then he's like he died. 
uh, he uh, he died from a panic attack from being like detained by police officers. And then finally, six months later, they release a video of he's in the corner of his cell screaming while six cops are standing on him, literally stand like boots on his back, full body weight standing on him for like 10 minutes until he died. And it's like, oh, that's why you didn't release the footage. Because you look yeah. like a piece of shit. And it's the same thing with the Hurley thing. Because if you go in the body cams, like I said, the first one is a regular body cam. And it's it's a guy walking up way after the fact. But the second body cam footage is of a sheriff's deputy who removes the rifle from Johnny's corpse and puts it aside. So he's like the fourth guy to show up, essentially. This one is cropped like this. Like literally like, like vertical cell phone camera crop. And it's the same sheriff's department. There's the same body cams, but the one that doesn't show anything is full screen. But the one that might give us any hints about what was going on, where Johnny was, how he was standing, sitting, where the rifle was, what, like, you know, is he like laid back like this? Where did he get shot from? All these details. Hey, one they, second. You're, you're, you're a bit of more of a tech nerd, if I'm correct. Maybe not like a super deep tech nerd, but you probably are a little bit more techie than I am. Can you think of any reason i mean why that would be the case like because like i mean i don't understand body cams i have a, a rough idea that maybe some sort of gopro thing maybe there's different settings for like the aspect ratio or how or whatever but like so what, what to I, me I, I, that doesn't compute but i'm not a tech guy so i like i don't know if there'd be a reason like that doesn't make sense to me yeah because like, like, like can, can you think of a plausible reason why be the case like not at all because i i had to do some digging into body cams too the uh the universal standard across the United States for body cams, literally every single department, whether they're using different companies, different versions, whatever, the universal standard is all of them are fisheye lenses and they film either a 90 to 170 degree field of view. So that's all of them. And this they're not adjustable. Yeah. They're, they're, if, if they or... are adjustable, they do not have a setting to film in this way. There is no way to crop it down to this much unless it is okay. edited after the fact. Because okay, that's, so that's one, yeah. one. It would be fucking useless because, like, literally, like people watching YouTube right now, like the slice you see me in is all the body cam shows. Yeah, that's so because well, in my <laughs> head, like, like, uh, well, I'm thinking, like, well, maybe there's something where, like, this is what we're supposed to use, but you can accidentally hit the button and it changes it, and like, well, that's not yeah. what we're supposed to. Because I, I mean, I worked for the military for the military for 11 years for the government, so I I know how shit works. We're like, this is what we're supposed to use, and like, like the way that bureaucratic shit works and how it actually happens are very different things. Right. So like, you know, I'm there, I'm sure there's probably some rule somewhere like this is what you're supposed to use, but does that get obeyed? Does, is there different settings or the ways around on accident, you know, shit like that. So, yeah. yeah. And it, 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 it would be very, I feel like you'd have to make a lot of assumptions. It'd be really weird for it to say that he was using a completely different brand of camera from the other officer happened to turn it on happen it happened to be set in a useless aspect ratio and it also happened to be the only body cam that would have shown johnny hurley's corpse if it was filming regularly it's like mm. or arvada pd for the second time because they already got busted doing it once cropped footage because uh you know the the the, the other point of the detail of that i go into of the crop footage is they released the full video after the investigation was over of what um what the original one showed but uncropped and they also showed an extra like minute and 30 seconds afterwards where you can see johnny killing troik and you can see johnny running off screen so it's like okay this what like you know there was rumors of maybe this camera is motion activated so then like after troik left there was no motion so it turned off we know that's not the case now 
But the, the video once again, conveniently ends right before Johnny gets shot. So it's like, okay, you, you released one part of the footage that didn't show Johnny. Then you released another part of the footage that didn't show Johnny. And then you released a body cam footage that doesn't show Johnny. And it's like, why? <laughs> like, like again, it could be benign. I could be a psycho conspiracy theorist and everything happened the way the police said it. But then why are you going through so much effort to do this? Why are you uploading your body cam into an editing fucking thing and cropping it? And why are you uploading security camera footage into something and then cropping it? It's like, why? Uh, what, one key point that I feel like we do need to mention that we haven't mentioned yet is I do remember in the article that uh, you said, um, and I didn't see like an original source or anything. I mean, uh, uh, but that the way we know he was shot in the back is it went through his ass. Like, it yeah, so that, that's, in that's, ass, in, so. that's in the 1,090 yeah. page report. Everything. <laughs> that he, he, was, he was shot in the rear pelvis or the buttocks is what it refers to. So he and probably so, hit that artery right there. I'm assuming yeah, and, he probably bled out done immediately yeah. probably so. hit a bone shattered it we, we don't have the autopsy report i don't think that's in there i, did, I don't remember if it was yeah. but i mean i assume shot in the leg the only way you're really going to get killed is if it hits the artery but that is a big artery that runs through your the femoral artery that runs through there so it's not hard a lot of people forget that like you gotta you gotta you got a killer there in your leg that uh yeah if you get hit just right you're you're fucking done though which 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 <laughs> which to me the police described like the officer which i guess we can get to his testimony next uh i'll actually go from the beginning to the end so we don't jump around but mm -hmm. So like that's all all we got there and then finally they release the report which includes the testimony from I think it's Woodard I might let me double check this officer's name cuz I'm going to have to say it a bunch of times and I don't want to fuck it up. Uh Brownlow 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 is the one Brownlow. who did this shooting is a shooter. Yeah, officer or the, the cop shooter. Yeah, yeah. So so this is where shit gets really weird to me because like I said the 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 narrative had been that the you know the cops showed up to this like they they called they responded from even i think there was a statement before i didn't cover this in the article because it wasn't relevant but the police had described like certain officers were running down certain streets like a block or two away so it's like okay a cop pulled up parked his car and then ran like that that's going to happen everywhere but i i cover it in that alleyway is a police office and in that office were three police officers and they describe the situation where they're all sitting in this office and they hear Troik just shooting outside. And they're like, someone banging on the door. And this is like a dude just fucking unloading a Mossberg. And like, and again, like, like couldn't have been any more than like 20 feet from the office they're sitting in outside of one door. This dude is we got just thunder today, Bob. Right. <laughs> this dude just fucking, according to them, at least we got to take their word for it. Cause we don't have any other information. They don't show up on the body cam footage. They don't I show mean, up. I believe it. Footage. But yeah, <laughs> there, there's these three cops sitting in this office while this dude is just mag dumping a fucking shotgun, then goes back to his car and then is just shooting fucking an AR 15 in the air. And these are supposed to be like within like a 10th of a mile away, essentially. Right? No, th this was, like I said, 25 to maybe 40 feet away. Literally there's outside, no way. Like, there's no way. Like well, imagine you where you're sitting shoddy? now. Yeah, dude. No. Well, like, way. Imagine where you're sitting now. Like a dude in your driveway is just fucking lighting rounds off, and you're like, oh, <laughs> like, dude. I hear people in my neighborhood because I live on the country. There'll be people miles away shooting. Yeah. And I, it's indistinguishable. I'll be like that shooting, and like the the few times where there are people shoot like within a quarter mile away, you're like, 
holy fuck, people are shooting. It's a little yeah. like for a second, even living in the country, like puts your raises your hair, and then you're like, oh yeah, I live in the country. Yeah, like then imagine <laughs> not recognizing gunfire as a police officer when someone is shooting outside the front door of the single floor. It's not single even believable. Office. Yeah, not even believable. So, so his story is the three officers in there. Two of them go out the back door, which would, well, I guess would have been the front door, which is opposite of where everything is going out, and they were going to circle around. He went to the back door, and it had, it's just one of those ones where it's like an outside door that has a little square glass window you can see through. And he describes himself take, like posting up and looking outside the window. He sees Troik shooting a shotgun like down the alleyway. He sees, then he sees Troik. He loses sight for, of him for a second. Then he sees Troik walking back. So, so he, according to him, he saw Troik twice, front and back of his body. And then he sees Troik come back with the AR-15. And even the cop describing this is saying that he's just pissing and shitting himself and he doesn't know what to do, which is like, okay, I won't go. I, I'll, I'll hide my police bias as much as possible. It's like, okay, you outnumber the dude three to one and like, you I got mean, the to be, to be fair, I mean, like anytime, like you're in a life for death situation, I guess I can totally see. But then you have Johnny Hurley, random you know, but, dude, balling yeah. across an entire open field with a fucking sidearm to just go. He's hunt and built, kill Troy. Like he's built different, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's built different. Yeah, I mean, fucking just absolute Chad, dude. Because if you, watch I mean, people video, are pussies. I don't want to tell you. And this is this is, I've talked about this many times in other episodes. I have the idea that, like, say with something like the cops, or like, because I always like say with like the military, the idea that we're like we're going to create these like people who do are really good at these positions, whether it be combat, whatever. I mean, I was more of a mechanic. Like, uh, like even as me as like a mechanic in the military, like. The incentives they create do not create good mechanics. And the same thing goes for like, you know, I'm sure the police, because you got to think incentives are anything, everything. This is where theory nerd shit comes in. If you evaluate the incentives and see who thrives well in certain situations, and you look at cops, the incentives are not to create the fucking Chad. The dude who runs into a building and fucking saves people and shit. Like, that's no, not it's, what it's, it creates. It's the Parkland shooter <laughs> pissing and shitting himself in his car while a bunch of kids yeah. die. That's the, that's the American police. And, and like, to that point, you know, back, back to the story. So he admits that he saw Troik three separate times. And this, this, this is the part that gets really dumb to me. Because, like I said, I, I described in the, in the beginning of this of, of, of Troik is like a shorter squat dude. He's wearing a black shirt. He has they a, used me and Nick Ashley. So, right, so, Nick, Nick and Ashley, for, exactly. He, yeah, he's, for, wearing, he, he's wearing he's wearing a, a black shirt. He has a black balaclava over his face, only showing his eyes. And then he has like a tan boonie hat. He's wearing black shorts with long, tall, white socks and combat boots. So like you can envision that pretty well. Johnny is wearing like a green page boy hat, a bright fluorescent red shirt, blue jeans and skater shoes. And the cop's excuse for this is he believed that when Troik went out of sight the second time, that maybe he took his hoodie off and changed his pants and he his shoes. Transformed. And then, yeah, literally just became a different person. <laughs> I, I like your example of me and Nick Ashley because Nick Ashley, for those who don't know, is probably like 6'2", 6'3", like 190 pounds. We, we kind of have similar-ish, like fairly clean-shaven, like shortish hair. Kind of, so I could see how you could like confuse that. We're generic white dude in the face, you know. But then like, but it, he's like tall and like not necessarily skinny, but leaner. Average. You know? And then, then you have me who's five foot five, two hundred twenty pounds. So this would be a similar 
situation of of confusing the two people very 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 different builds <laughs> yeah so like so like that's that's like confusing thing one is like literally you guys are right next to the shooting and like you didn't react to it and and johnny across the street can get to the shooting before you guys can when you literally it's out your front door of the building you're sitting in that's weird you see troik multiple times and yet you still mix him up for johnny that's weird and then what what he describes is essentially he cracks this green door open. I, I show a picture of it in the article. He cracks this green door open and he lines up on Johnny. And he describes that Johnny is crouched down and he has his pistol in one hand and the rifle in the other. And you can see that he's manipulating the rifle. And that's all he would say. If, if I had to like, you know, armchair quarterback it, I'm pretty sure Johnny was probably trying to pop the bolt out and like make the gun inoperable, take the firing pin out, remove yeah. the bolt, something to the air. That's immediately where my head went. At least, at least remove the ammo at the very least. You yeah. Know? He, like, he's, tr he's trying to disable the weapon essentially. Yeah. And, and like, so even then, like that goes to the story of if Johnny was sitting there and he had set his handgun down and you just saw him sitting like this from behind, the cop says like, oh, well, I didn't call out to him because I didn't want to, like, I felt like I couldn't win the gunfight. But if Johnny's sitting there holding an AR like this and has a handgun and he's sitting like, like. He's obviously, he admitted he's manipulating it. So yeah. he's not in a position of ready to go. Even say, like, might, even the cop thought maybe he's reloading it, maybe something like that. It's like, okay, so you have the drop, you have him from behind and you know he's not ready to fire. And you don't call out to him. You don't reposition. You don't do anything. And yeah. you just shoot him. Yeah, which we said earlier. I can understand not, you know, announcing because maybe you're worried, you know, this becomes a, a gunfight. But the last thing I would do was open fire. Like you're, so, you're gonna, you, you either announce yourself or you know maybe keep your mouth shut and get a better assessment of the situation. Right, and like like John, Johnny, Johnny's not firing at that time. He's not moving at that time. He's inoperable with two guns in his hand. Yes, you, so it's, like, it's not the movies. He's not going to want an AR in one hand and a pistol in the other. Pew, pew, right, pew. shooting shooting the AR left-handed from his right shoulder with his, like, no, it's not happening. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. And then he, he describes, he shoots Johnny, and then he just waits inside until the other officers come up, and then they, they go and secure the scene. And it, that, that's, like I said, it doesn't, when you add all of it up to me, because, like, you know, to, to break it down really quickly, like, all the weird things, you release cropped footage, then you release crop footage again. Then you release body cam footage again. And then you have a really weird description. And then you leave Troik's body there and you take Johnny bo Johnny's body away. And it's like, if I was a parent and like this is something my kids had done, I would be like, you're trying to hide something from me, aren't you? Something doesn't fucking line up here. You know, like, like, Daddy, I didn't shit on the floor. Why is there a turd in your closet? <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, like, how, how did it get, how did all the clothes get under your bed? I have no idea. Like, it just seems like there's something off here because, again, like, like I brought up, if if it was a home run case, you would just show everything. And also for the fact that the police did something really weird, which is if you go look at the story, I have never seen cops like massively dick suck somebody as hard as they did as Johnny. They literally like, like had had an entire ceremony for him at the police department. He's referred to as a hero and every single thing. And by itself, it's like, okay, well this guy stopped a mass shooting. I can understand that. But then you combine it with them hiding shit. And it's like, like, like you know, the, uh, Hey honey, why did you do the dishes today? What do you want? Kind of, you know, like, 
that's, again, that's how it comes across to me. It feels like a gaslighting abusive. Boyfriend. I haven't gotten my dick sucked in three years, and you give me a bead today. What do you want? Right. I've described it several times. It feels like the cops in this situation are like an abusive gaslighting boyfriend. Like they're just trying to do anything they can to be like, well, everything was fine. It was just an accident. It was just an accident, guy. He's a hero. It's just an accident. Don't look over there. Don't ask why the the footage is cropped. Like you know, just just go yeah. for it. And yeah, like, and most importantly to the fact of this is that the only footage that was released to the public was the cropped security camera footage until after the internal affairs investigation was over and the cop had been cleared of any charges or wrongdoing and put back on the force. Yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. sure. I mean, if I had to actually <laughs> guess, like this is my in my head, my head canon. What happened? Like, basically everything they said, and the cop fucked up, shot him, and then I think what happened was, then they're probably freaking the fuck out, like, they realize they fucked up, they probably actually do feel bad, they're probably like, how do we fix this, how do we fix this, you know, I'm sure there's some element of, like, we fucked up, this is why they're probably blowing them so much, they also know it's probably good for the narrative, you know, like, that way it doesn't blow but we, up. But we don't want to get in trouble for it yeah so like, we don't want to get in trouble yeah so that that's a lot of what it is and they're so incestuous in there and that they're, they're not going to fuck themselves over and i'm sure there's some element of like well bobby it admitted he fucked up to us so like right what makes the boy go through more right <laughs> like some yeah. dumb shit like that like and i'm sure Kill the local hero bobby yeah, go fuck i mean he, like i imagine i don't know what this dude's name is i'm calling bobby just because redneck but Bro like, low. i mean with a yeah name, brown low, like that, probably bobby brown low. <laughs> that, that makes sense to me to me but i i would think he just kind of sounds just like a generic putz probably got put in a, in a shitty situation he had no business being in even though he literally, he literally described he literally <laughs> described the shotgun blast directly outside the building as the first couple ones he heard he thought someone was banging on the door which it's i mean like, it's, it's hard to believe he's telling the truth there but like like really really <laughs> like i can understand the first shot being like what the fuck is that there's some like kids with yeah fireworks. like car backfire yeah. like, you know, like whatever but yeah like a dude literally dumping a fucking shotgun into a cop <laughs> And you're like, oh, someone's banging on the door. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? I don't, I don't get it. It's, it's absurd to me. Unless I, I said, really like, like, it's just like a prime example of like what government creates. Because people always have this thing, like, is government evil? Is it incompetent? It's like, no, it's both. You <laughs> incompetent people being led by evil, smart people, and often like, not doing incompetent things, and then evil people covering it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So like this guy just to me sounds super incompetent. If anything, he might be one of those guys who drank the blue Kool-Aid, buys everything, probably feels awful about it. But it's just like the fact that then his department covers it all up for him. He's like, oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> and that, that's, and like that, that just, you know, I don't go into it too deeply in the article because it was already getting kind of wordy. But like J Johnny is a block and a half away, just a random schmuck sitting at a gun store. And he got there faster and neutralize the the threat faster than the cops that were literally in the building. So like, that's that's like that's like if there was an active shooting in like the middle of a Walmart and like somebody all the way in the parking lot got there before like a cashier did. Like you know, it's like yeah. how it just it's, it doesn't line up. And I I try not to be too conspiratorial about it, but there's just so many details where it's like, 
I don't know about that. That, that yeah, the, I want the people want to say, it. what are we going to do in anarchy world with no gut, with no police? It's like, well, I don't know. We'd have the Rittenhouses and the fucking Hurleys of the world handling it just fucking fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Ahmad, Ahmad Arbery would have just lit up those two fucking rednecks and just continued on with his day. You know, like he would be alive and there'd be two idiots dead instead of Ahmad. Yeah. A hundred like, examples. You know, they're not sending their best. <laughs> And of course, the uh, the, uh, the Mod Arbery thing. The guy was an ex cop. So yeah. like, all of these involve the cops somehow. And then um, I also uh, because the next article I'm going to be doing is going to be about the uh the Fonta Bitley Bailey. I don't know one of the. I'm going to fuck. I'm a horrible with names. The Fonta case, but then also the Casey Goodson case, which um, I'm trying to build a narrative here to where like it, it destroys the arguments as they go. Because like Johnny Hurley, it's like well, we can't trust cops in an active shooting situation. Well, Johnny Hurley, you know, things were chaotic and somebody else was killing cops. So that makes sense. Then you step down to Casey Goodson to where the Casey Goodson case was something that happened in Columbus, Ohio. The cops got reports that a dude was driving around waving a pistol out of the outside of his car in a neighborhood. So a bunch of cops drive to this neighborhood to start searching for this. Casey Goodson is walking up to his front porch with a bag of Subway sandwiches and he's open, open carrying a pistol registered, legal, no criminal record. He literally puts the keys into his front door and the cops fly up to him, jump out of the car, tell him to drop the gun. And as he turns around, they shoot and kill him. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, so Johnny Hurley was stopping an active shooter. The cops just heard about a gun in the area and just killed a random dude coming home with Subway sandwiches. And then he goes solved. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Excellent fucking police work. Puts the fucking glasses on and walks away. <laughs> and then you, you you go to the, you go to the Bailey situation, where the Bailey situation was that a block away, there uh, a gunfight broke out between these two black kids that were that were fighting with each other. The cops run out of this football field, just like a regular small town kind of shitty chain link fence football field with a single set of bleachers. Nothing. They run out of civilian it. clothes and their cop right. clothes run under. Right. <laughs> they, they they run out in a a, a vehicle turns onto well a vehicle is driving towards them and then a vehicle turns onto their road they just start dumping rounds into the fucking car thinking that they're being shot at they were never being shot at they light up one car and injure two people and then the other car they kill a fucking seven-year-old girl and wound like i said like a 13 year old and a 17 year old they had nothing to do with this at all they were literally like just like what the fuck so that that goes the case of like okay you know johnny hurley was stopping an active shooter but Casey Goodson just had a gun and didn't do anything wrong. Well, Casey Goodson had a gun. Well, the yeah. fucking seven-year-old was literally just by a shooting. And the moment the cops heard guns go off, they lost their shit and just started shooting people. And it's like... I just imagine after the aftermath of each one of these, a, a bald eagle flies overhead and the Team America theme song plays. You know? For real! <laughs> fucking donuts on us in the morning, boys. Like, what the fuck? And, and, the, and the Bailey thing is so fucked up because they claim that the the they died in a drive-by covering up the fact that the cops shoot them and now they're charging the two uh 17 year old boys who got into a gunfight like a block away with first degree murder because the argument is is because they got into a gunfight it's their fault that the cops killed a seven-year-old girl the logic follows (laughs) (laughs) if you see them as a force of nature with which cannot be controlled which is kind of what they are in a sense Then yeah, they bear no responsibility. Right, like you. Were you skipping, blame the hurricane. Yeah, you, you you were you were skipping rocks at at the dam and it blew open and killed a hundred people. This is your fault. And and that, I I forget the name of it, but there's another one where like they charge they're charging a 35 year old woman with uh manslaughter 
because she got her she was like walking around with a machete to her neck or something and the cops showed up and they they tased her and they had her on the ground and they had her in handcuffs and everything and then another cop pulls up and starts runs tries to run across the street to help them arrest this woman and a third cop hits that cop with his car and kills him and then they're charging that woman with manslaughter. She's on her belly being tased with handcuffs on. And she's getting charged for murder because another cop hit another cop with a car. Yeah, it's like all the stories you always hear about someone who's like about to kill themselves. And someone calls the cops. And the cops show up and kill someone or maim someone. <laughs> and then they somehow like charge the person who tried to kill themselves with something. And be like, well, this is kind of in a, in a sense your fault. And you're like, right. I mean, I guess. <laughs> the one uh sal the agoras put out a, co a couple i think it was like a week or two ago where it's like uh, hoa called the police over a guy not mowing his lawn and it turned into like a 32 swat officer shootout with the house burning down <laughs> like i said an eagle flies over it <laughs> like what the fuck i don't know the story but I, the first thought that came to my head when i heard that is base right. like the dude like, wouldn't mow his lawn so got lawn. yeah he went <laughs> Literally, he got Wacoed for not mowing his lawn. He got into a shootout and then burned his house down because he wouldn't mow his lawn. Just, I'm going to stand on principle here, boys. <laughs> My cold, dead blades. Go fuck like, I'm, it's, it's obviously horrible and tragic. Somebody yeah. died, but you hit a level of absurd where it's like, what the you know, like, what do you even say? I mean, really, even Waco, if you look at it on its face, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, here's these people want to live out in the country. They just want to fucking like you know have their weird little like kind of borderline Christian cult. Let's go fuck with them. Like yeah, why? Let's, let's, like let's, let's show up, shoot their dogs, and then burn them all alive. Like, I know there's like weird reports of like child molestation and stuff, but apparently a lot of that's like really iffy. Like I've no, I've gone down the tr the trail with it, but even then it's like okay, well then you go through the normal channels and deal with it. Like it isn't like we're gonna go kill these motherfuckers. <laughs> Right, just just holding a five year old at gunpoint is like you've been raped and like, well, why are you bang bang? Like, you can thank us later. Right, um, America. You may be yeah, dead, bro. but at least you're not getting fucking diddled. Yeah, that, that that's the whole Hurley thing. That's the case. I'm I'm gonna be doing a lot of these of just yeah. these these instances where like, in an active shooter situation, the cops just lose their fucking minds. They don't know what to do. They hear a gun and they just go fucking chimp mode and they have no idea what's going on. And God forbid if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And there's no, like, like the, the 2A argument doesn't apply to that. The Because, like, whether America is the most heavily armed country in the world or whether guns are totally banned, if the cops have guns, like, it doesn't matter. You, you could just be Jose, like, wandering down the street and a fucking gunfight could break out in a building and the cops could just show up and shoot you because they, they're not thinking. They're just, you know, what panicked and freaking out. And it's it's ridiculous to me. And like you said... It'd be one thing if it's just like, okay, this is an idiot who's not prepared for the situation. It was an accident or whatever. But they don't lie about it. Because then you lie about it, it's like... And I almost feel like, you know, when the police department puts out statements to the media, if they are explicit lies, that should be criminal. Period. Like, like them saying that Johnny was standing over Troik's body when that never happened, that police department should face consequences for that. When they, they they claim that Fanta was killed in a drive-by shooting when th three of the cops there know that they lit the fucking minivan up that she was in, and then they go to the media and she's like, yeah, uh, she died in a drive-by. Like, 
you're, that whole department better get fucking torn the fuck apart. We're looking into all of your you like that's so suspicious, you know. But here's the problem: like I'm sure all of that stuff is actually probably by letter of the law illegal. But yeah. then again, so is so many other things that don't get like I'm doing a live reading of Konkin with someone uh, with a oh uh, Caleb Brown right now of of an Agris Primer, and he goes into like setting your prices when it comes to like and how like. He kind of points out that like, hey, there's this one law that if you set your prices too high in comparison to your competitors, it's illegal because of, you know, you're you're just I don't remember what the excuse is. If you set it, yeah, if you set it equal with them, then then you're apparently in a cartel with your with your fucking competitors and they can claim that you're you're, you know, doing this, you're price manipulating and you can be illegal or if you set them too low you can be uh it's not fair competition and that's illegal and like he points to specific laws which is entirely illegal but it's like so it's like no matter what you do it's illegal and it's like this is the way that the this is the the dirty way that the like the the criminal justice is set up is this, it's not doesn't even matter if something is illegal what matters is if there's any sort of political will yeah. like so like pretty much anything anyone does like multiple people commit so many felonies in the course of the day and don't even realize it and it's like, but the, what the issue is, is like, are they going to go after it? Does the establishment have a reason to go after you? Do they have a reason not to go after you? And that's the point with like the cops. It's like, when it comes to shit like this, it's like, yeah, I'm sure every one of those little things is illegal, but it's like, they don't have the political will to push every one of these things because they don't want to go after the cops. And then it's like, okay, yeah, you might have some individual people like me and you, but it's like compared to the political will, like, yeah, you might be able to like drag them along and be like, all right, well, fuck these guys. They did this. But you're it's like you're going to be like almost fighting against incentives because you have this incentive, this gigantic organization pushing one way and you're going to be pushing to the other one. You might get little wins here and there, but it's like overall you're, you're like you're going to fight so much to get so little. And this is kind of like the whole point of like this is all shit. So yeah. the idea that we're going to have like political form this is where like anarchy comes to play i know we're not going to get anarchy but it's like you have to realize at the very end that like for the most part they get what they want until they're gone and like you might be able to get little wins here and there and you can call this black pilling i don't give a shit this is just really just like the, the fact of the situation it's like there's no political will to push back on these people so just at the very least understand the dynamic and what's going on here and react accordingly you know <laughs> like yeah so just don't ever trust a fucking cop because oh, yeah. if they do anything wrong they won't pay for it and if you do something wrong or do something right that goes against their their incentives, you're fucked. So, yeah, like, and they, will, they, will, they will testify against you happily yeah. in court, which is the funny thing about the Rittenhouse thing of like all the things. I'm wondering if Kyle's going to come out of this trial, not a bootlicker, watching okay. all of the cops that were giving him high fives and saying, we're so happy you're here and everything that night fucking testify against him i wonder yeah, if that'll dude. change his worldview we'll see oh my god <laughs> i hope we get based written house after this that'd be dope just turns into just fucking militant anarchist red house he's just like fuck the government the protesters were right like you know, like, you know just fucking radicalized written yeah. like, that'd be fucking hilarious like, he's yeah, like yeah. yes i like the riots but don't fuck with those private businesses <laughs> Like he just shows up as like a fucking Batman figure at every riot. Right, that, like, that's a, that's don't touch that person's house. That's essentially the what police, my homie... police police stations over there. <laughs> yeah, that's essentially what my homie Luke was doing there the whole time. He he was on footage the night before, literally getting like talking to protesters, being like, "Yeah, dude, go fuck up the courthouse. Hell yeah, I'm all about it. Just leave this building alone." And they're like, "Okay, bro." And then just this movie up like. <laughs> I'm just imagining John Wick, but with Rittenhouse, and then like someone fucks with some like person's apartment, drops like three people, and be like, "Police stations that way." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You're robbing the wrong building. <laughs> like, 
for real dude yep. we'll, we'll yeah. see we'll see what comes out of all of this it's yeah. gonna be a it's gonna be a fucking let's talk fallout. i feel like you briefly mentioned it but i want to get more of a clear answer what was any sort of legal fallout for the cops has there any been any sort of like i know so there's nothing that nothing's nothing. been pushed nothing it's just cop, cop hasn't lost his, yeah, yeah the, the, someone else already put it in the chat we investigated ourselves and found we did nothing wrong. Yeah, literally, literally. Like, um, um, no, no use of force. Like, not even like use of force training. They didn't disarm the cop. They didn't put him on desk job. Mm. Like, literally, just yeah, you're fine. It's cool. Nothing, nothing mm. to say here. Nothing to report on. Move on. Mm -hmm. And and that's like the 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 part that pisses me off so much is is the fact that when what like the cases that we win on these things and this is this is why i fuck with blm no matter how much rightoids get fucking mad about it so i fuck with them is the cases where the cops are definitively wrong nine times out of ten the only way we win on that and that cop gets fucked over is because a whole bunch of people are really mad and they show up and they raise hell and they fucking call people and they, they threaten not to vote for fucking people they do all this shit that is the only way these things happen and and I feel like the Arvada police department knew that and they tried to get ahead of it and they, they tried to like resort to it. Cause this is another very important detail. I, I should have included in the article, but I didn't is that we announced a protest for Johnny Hurley and we we're going to go in front of the Arvada PD and demand that they release the footage. Uh, it ended up only like three people fucking showed up because libertarians are useless it's unfortunate, but true. And and the and the left wingers had been poisoned to think that Johnny Hurley was some thin blue line guy that stopped somebody who just wanted to kill cops. That's not true. That was literally a lie pushed by by the fucking like Democratic counts and shit. Johnny very explicitly was a police brutality activist. He was not a cop simp. But only three people showed up. But Arvada PD had surrounded the entire police department with fences and had SWAT on demand. So like that's how scared they were of somebody coming and protesting. And that's another little like shading to this of like, oh, that you kind of just told on yourself right there. You yeah, know, they get sketch. Like I, I followed <laughs> the probably one of the biggest ones I followed pretty closely. And but I can't I probably couldn't really spout off any like substance information that, at, right now. But I had to like dig deep into it. But but the Duncan Lemp situation, same thing. They had so many multiple protests and. They they got freaked out multiple times. There was a whole lot of weird stuff. They would always yeah. They, like, they, uh, I mean they 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 yeah. fucking they pulled over that one dude who was driving to the protest and threw a flashbang in his fucking car yeah. and arrested him and took his rifle away for nothing. He literally did nothing. They're just like, oh, you're going to the Duncan Lemp. They they threatened his parents. They like it's like okay, you're telling on yourself. Yeah. Like don't pay attention to when the cops expose how they really feel because if you look at like um. Uh, Flint's a great example. Flint, there was going to be like a giant George Floyd protest or something like that. And the, the police department came out in like plain clothes and were like, yeah, we don't have a problem. Y'all protest. We'll be here. As long as there's no problems, we're good. And then they left. And then other protests, like the fucking protesters get there and there's a goddamn MRAP and they got concrete blocks out and fucking barbed wire fence. And it's like, oh, <laughs> oh, I see what's going on here. Like we know we fucked up and there's a good chance they make it a little rowdy. <laughs> yeah, people are people are mad. And it's like, yeah. why are people mad? Oh yeah, people are mad because you fucked up. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the that's the Hurley thing. And that's that's kind of hints for other stories I'm gonna be working on. I guess I'm a fucking writer now. So I'm gonna be doing another story about um how like Boston police just got uh busted flying a surveillance plane over the city 24 7 filming everybody and it was so it was kept so under wrap that the mayor didn't know about it 
And like that combined with obviously the Rittenhouse thing of the FBI admitting they had drones in the air over the Kenosha protest that they lost the footage for. And the fucked and then, up thing is I hear that I just kind of shrug in my head like right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, but it's important to tell it's important because normies don't get it normies yeah. are still normies still think it's like a, oh you think your toaster's spying on you and it's like probably could be I don't <laughs> probably. <know>. like <laughs> people always like well, like i talk to normies they'll like joke and be like do you think they're like lizard people that are like controlling the government and this and that i'm like i mean like no but I, i'm I'm not like past believing it. I don't know. Like, would you be surprised? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, <laughs> right? I mean, I this is not where my head jumps to, but it's a distinct possibility. <laughs> right, dude. Hey, yeah. they're the one that put a they, they're the one that put a Velociraptor on the stage of the UN, voiced by yeah. Jack Black. Okay, that was on them. That shit was weird. That did <laughs> like send me. We're leaning into this vibes like. We're we're trying to kind of get you like what do you guys what do you guys think about lizard people think no 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 okay no, we'll pull no. back <laughs> what the fuck yeah you're not ready for that one okay okay we we get it <laughs> but I guess I guess like the final thing I want to touch on is I'm just uh the Hurley thing was like my first major black pill of just like how our very broad sphere I'll, I'll just I'll just find our sphere is like the like mega ancap types all the way to like the luke rakowski like more tim pool sort of centrist people i guess you could call them of of the fact that like nobody showed up to that protest at all and like like luke uh, luke from we are change he talked about it a couple times but he didn't like boost anything like uh lp colorado talked about it a couple times but didn't show up like uh adam kokesh is the only person who seemed to really give a fuck about it and it's like, okay, this this was literally a, a, a registered libertarian, like, ANCAP dude who stopped a mass shooting and was killed by the cops. You'd think if there would be a hill to die on, it would be, like, your dude, our people, you know, un yeah. unbi unambiguously getting killed by the cops, the cops admitting they killed him, and nobody showed up, nobody raised hell about it, nobody was, like, shaking the trees. It's like... Come on, yeah, guys. to be fair, I mean, yeah. I don't know how to put this, but the protest is like one of those things in my head that I go back and forth on a lot, a lot of times. Like mo a, lot, a lot of my like theory in my head, I'm fairly resolute on. I'm never resolute entirely on anything, but like protest is always that one that like in my head I go back and forth on. Like, is there any real like? What does this do? Like, and I, I'm not even saying it's wrong or right, but it is like sometimes in my head I'm like. How much does this accomplish and how many times do they use the protests as narratives against you in the future? And I, I'm not even saying one way or the other. I always I have an internal debate going all the time, the usefulness of it. Sometimes there's almost like more in my head, maybe to the argument of being the gray man and like uh, and like inspiring others to be the gray man. Uh, which is a lot of like kind of what agorism is, but at the same time, like I don't know. I mean, maybe there is usefulness to it. I'm very in up in the air. Like I'm not gonna lie, when I saw like Angela McArdle's fucking like guillotine thing at that one protest, I got kind of like caught on and, and got one. In my head, I was like, "All right, that's a little little, little cringe, dog." Like <laughs> she told me she was building a guillotine. Okay, I had higher expectations. Like, that had strong LARP energy, and I'm like, I don't know. That might actually do more damage than good. I don't fucking know. Yeah, no, it's, it's just like it's just like that picture that was released of a, a some random John Brown Gun Club chapter, and the guy was walking around with an AR without a mag in it. It's like cool <laughs> mm, yeah it's not good 
Yeah, I don't know. It's it's been it's something I'm always fleshing out in my head, and I still have not come to a point where I've come to a resolute decision on I've either. Just, I've so just, I've at the very least, I want of... people to get know about this shit. That's why right, I that's, the more. That's that's you know? the that's the main thing to me is like the the internet is so unreliable because I feel like we're all kind of stuck in 2014 still to where like you had you know Tim Pool blowing up, you had Steven Crowder blowing up, you had like the Young Turks and like all these indie media and Jimmy Dore whatever of like. Well, we just need these platforms and then we can wake people up. And that was true then. But now shit is so suppressed and fucking algorithmic, whatever. And if you do actually like hit something, you just get banned or fucking buried in the search results or your likes taken away. Like they have such control over the Internet to where when I went to um, uh, the the Alexander Rios event, which is something we put on in in a small town in Ohio, couldn't be a mile further fucking across from each other, you know. And we went down there for a very similar story to Anthony Hulan of this guy who was was essentially beaten to death in in jail by the cops. And we there was only like 30 of us out there. And this was a really small town. So you think people would have heard of it. But we talked to probably at least like 20, 30 people in this small town. They're like, why are you guys out here? What's going on? And we're like, oh, you didn't know somebody was like beaten to death in this jail? And they're like, no. And it's like, you can't censor that. You can't take my fucking like bar and turn it down you can't ban me like i'm here in person i'm talking to this person as a human being this person probably actually cares what i'm saying because they took the time to stop their day and ask me what the fuck is going on and like yeah that's no, really important and then obviously also just like the the networking because uh it doesn't even have to be protest it's just meeting in person like uh, like I'll, I'll use a relevant example for you of like all, all of y'all at tower gang have been friends for like a very long time, but then y'all met each other in person. And can you tell me that like a hundred streams were anything like that one time y'all were in the same place? Like, no, it was, no. was kind of beautiful. It was yeah, like, to, to where the, the same, same time. Thing, it's like people make this like a Ted Kaczynski type argument with technology, but at the same time I see the other side where it's like, like you brought up with like tower gang, like, like, yes, we met in person and it was better and different, but it was also like that was caused by right. the internet. So right. it's like, you I mean, yes, there are the, yeah, yeah. yeah, this is why I think like technology, I'm not the Ted Kaczynski type to think technology is slowly dooming us. I think it is, but it also isn't. I think technology creates this further bifurcation between like those types and our types yeah. is what H I think H in, H over H time. Humans and fucking NPCs. Yeah, yes, human animals, as Dune would put it. Yeah, and that, that's like like my other my other example I'd use is my end the damn wars protest to where like Scott Horton and like you know uh, my friend Andrew and Olivia Rondo and like all these people interact on Twitter. They all have access to each other, or whatever. But none of them considered working together until after they met in person. It's just something different. If they wouldn't if they wouldn't have all showed up to that protest, then like Max Blumenthal and Scott Horton wouldn't be like collaborating even more. Olivia Rondo wouldn't be like talking to like Marie Fonseca, who's a leftist and everything about police brutality. Like none of those connections would have happened. And you think, well like, oh well there's the internet. You can just DM them on Twitter. We just don't for some reason. There's just I I couldn't I'm not gonna I'm not an armchair psychologist I don't know why we don't just build these connections when we're it's available always, but that's I think that's so important I think that's what people the the non-touch grassers really lose in this is how showing up to like a protest might plant the seed for something crazy way down the line that you would have never gotten off the internet and that would have never happened before and and you know 
Yeah, no, there's definitely that like real world aspect of it, which is like to bring it into like me and you are the the most radical of radical individualists. We are egoists. Um, and, you know, like so in a sense, even a philosophy, you know, everyone, it, it's funny too when people go on about like, you know, being principled and cap or principled this. And I'm like, well, I mean, I'm kind of egoist first and foremost. So if my and cap principles ever, you know, are, like are at, you know, at odds with what benefits myself, it's kind of like, well, I mean, like, fuck it. <laughs> I mean, my my principle is that which benefits me and like i know that sounds awful to say but if you really apply it from an egoist lens and and put it out from just the dumb dumb like well i only think of me it's like well what does that really mean in practice like yeah it's not that crazy and so i know a lot of people get it caught up on the principles of like the nap or this or that and it's like right. today like my principles are me but the, the whole point i'm getting at too is like this hyper individualism things build out from yourself so like really even just being more knowledgeable or like spreading these ideas to other people even just in a day-to-day like your workspace whatever i feel like these things rub off like mm-hmm. they have like uh, i've i've radicalized the fuck yeah. out of everyone i've met oh yeah. everyone, everyone in my real life are like fucking off the deep i mean fuck my mom's on twitter you can see the shit yeah. she posts all the time like she's like <laughs> you know so it's yeah and it's like it's too cool too because especially once you learn different different sides of theory and this and that you can appeal to different sides like i had a buddy in the military he was like a super redneck you know from the south conservative but he was like, you know, the generic like self, like self rise again type guy. And I would always play on that stigma. I'd be like, well, here's where the Confederates were right. They should have been allowed to, to, to fucking break off from the North. You know, that was their prerogative. That's allowed in the Constitution. They should secede. I you think you're putting the door. Secede. Yeah, like I think every state should be able to see it. I think every county should be able to see it. Every person, every individual, and like you just work those angles of like what, like you just find different ways to work with different people, and like they're speaking their language. Yeah, there's there's a lefty term for that which is so good, which is code switching. Which like I've fucking mastered because I I run in like 300 different circles. I swear to God. But yeah, like like tooling your argument to who you're talking to so fucking important. And like again, for the in person thing, like. You, you, I, I actually, I don't know if you're in the crowd or not, but like every single person that I've talked to has been like, yeah, I've been a fan of Scott for like ever. But then like I sat down and talked to him for a while and it was completely different. And you had that whole thing at the Tom Woods thing where people at like four in the morning were sitting on a sidewalk, just like listening to fucking Scott like sermon. Wait, were you there? No. Oh, I was like, I didn't see you, but no, I know. I wasn't there. If, if I was, you, if I I was there, y'all would have seen it, bro. I, yeah, I, I was at other events with Scott. Uh, I went to the Florida LP convention, which I know everyone gives me shit because I'm an aggress. I was there to, to meet the homies. Like, I'm not like, uh, it's not like, people give, you know, people demon. give me shit for going to y'all. And I'm like, I talk yeah. mad shit about y'all all the time. Yeah, I'm like, like dude, they people act like I'm a demon that's going to like burst flames in a church. Like, but with me being an aggress and like a political event, I'm like they're still my people. It's, I'm not right. going to vote for you. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Bro. Like, like I just, I just went to hang out with like Clint and Olivia and shit. And they, yeah. they paid, they paid for four nights at a fucking four star hotel. Of course I'm going. Yeah. What the fuck do you mean? I don't care. They're a bunch of boomer republicans and i spent but, the, like half the time i'm there getting into debates about israel like i don't give a fuck but yeah <laughs> I, I ran into i ran into uh fucking scott at that and scott is an amazing person to meet in person he is like the most lethally chill human being yeah. in the planet, bro. <laughs> he's just like the peak stoner and you're like dude you're like the foremost foreign policy expert of like basically the united states he's like yeah dude you want to fucking hit this <laughs> I know Olivia, Olivia yeah. was like Olivia was like I'm so nervous to talk to him. I'm so nervous to talk to him. And me having met Scott like twice now, I'm like, oh, just wait. Because literally, like, you, just, you just walk up. And he's like, yo, what's up? 
Okay, when I had Dave on my episode, when I had Dave on my channel, we were breaking down anatomy of state. That was like the first thing you're we talking about. It's like our meeting anatomy of state. It's funny because even Dave, because he was at one point kind of where I was at, and he got to meet Scott. And this was when he was like a small guy, and he was going on like, you know, like I guess he had given away. This is back in the old days of weed, and he had given his weed to like I think it was Louis Go Louis Gomez. He had given it to them because they were like, oh, I won't need this. I'm gonna go hang out with this yeah. foreign policy expert. And then he got there, he's like, fuck, I wish I brought the weed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> first, first, first time I ever met Scott, it was like, "Where's Oida? He's a great guy, fucking spectacular, and he's brilliant." But anyway, we're like way to fuck off topic. <laughs> oh, I don't care. I mean, we've covered all the early stuff. We're just shooting yep. the shit at this point. This is the fun. This is the fun part. But yeah, no, yeah, no. Scott is an amazing guy. Um, and, yeah, and like the kind it, of report we're getting and, at and, how and networking to, works. You know, yeah, and, and and to to Scott's point, um, Scott was the white pill to my libertarian back pill because when I'm like, "Hey, Scott, we want to do an anti-war protest in D.C.," he's like. Before, he's like i'll show up and i'm like we, we don't even know who's gonna be there i don't care i'll show up like, it might not be that big. i'll show up it's like all right fuck yes god <laughs> like let's go that's yeah. that energy that's that energy you fucking need because like i bring this up before too of like motivating people to go outside and i use this example all the time and i swear to god i feel so bad about it dave i'm not picking on you it's just the best example i ever thought of so please don't take it personally it's just oh, such dave, a good example but I'm just gonna actually say that. But like when I had him on my show, he like referenced multiple episodes. I'm like, yeah, no, are you fucking watching my show. Like I have like a hundred viewers, and you're one of them. Like right. what's going like, on? Like, here? like <laughs> I brought up the example of like what people need to start doing if if they personally can't show up to like events. I brought up the example of like Dave being like, hey, you know, I'm doing a comedy special in Buffalo this weekend. Um, there's an anti mandate protest going on like a week before. If you take a like if you if you provide proof that you were there. Uh, I'll give you like a free drink or I'll give you like 10% off the ticket to come see me or something. People would go just for that, you know? So like, like it's getting those numbers and uh, I haven't had a chance to suck your dick about this yet. So, I, so you're going to get it. I'm so happy because you were the first motherfucker in the libertarian sphere who had the wild idea of, Hey, maybe we should like get one of these people organizing these giant mandate protests on our podcast. And I've been screaming at people to do this forever. And I will be honest, the last person I expected to be the, the fucking person leading the charge on that was Jose. But here we go. You you beat everybody else for like like actually reaching out to these people that are, are facing arrest and like gathering in mass in these super blue giant fucking areas to protest mandates. And it's I like, feel like I've done that much, but not, I mean, like, but, but I don't know I'm just kind of, I, I like, you, you had one person on and you, you are at the head of the pack. You've beaten everybody yeah. else. <laughs> like, I know I, I always try to like, just go, I know a lot of people go for like guests or whatever, but I usually have like, I, like, I want to have conversations and I will find a conversation and like, I'll go with it. If it's something I find that's important, like uh, some of my least viewed episodes, I'm in my favorite, like my favorite one of all time, but I want to say it's episode 58. And it was this guy who had on, who was an infantry dude. And he, well, not infantry, he actually had some other job, but when he deployed, he got put as an aerial gunner and he ended up doing some horrendous shit that was like in this weird moral quandary it was like, area. It was like an AC-130 gunner? Yeah, something like oh, that. And it was like, yeah, dude, that's some fucking horror story. He was, from those yeah, guys. he was, we kind of talked about that. And then there was cool contrasting his experience versus mine. And like he had the, did the one enlistment and experienced horrible shit. I had the cushy, generic beer, like, you know, military or like, you know, chair force. I wasn't really chair force as a mechanic, but job for 11 years. It's like contrasting those and how he pulled it in. It was, it was really good. He like, he, there was, I was worried I was going to cry in the episode. I never, I never teared up, but like he did. It was, uh, cause when he told me about the situation before we even did the episode, I'm like, dude, I might fucking tear up a little bit. Cause it was, it was pretty fucked up. And like, this is a dude that like got 
really fucked up from shit he did in the military that was like in some sense you could almost make a moral argument for being in a sense okay because he was put in that situation but the fact he should have never been in that situation in the first place type thing so like yeah it was it was fucked up shit and uh yeah, that was, but yeah, I don't, I like stuff like that interests me. I'm like, yeah, I know it was always great. Like, maybe I can get this guest, that guest, but I, I'm more like always looking like, what is my itch? What's scratching? So, if you ever have any more of these, so like, like any good stories, yeah, I'm always down because, uh, yeah. I mean, I this is the kind of stuff I dig, you know, shit like this. You I, know? I want, I want because it's funny you talk about like your least viewed episodes being your most favorite. Um, my favorite episode I ever did, which is also my least viewed episode, is the David McBride episode. And this, this is a guy, like, I'm telling everybody to reach out to. They need to talk to him because the story's crazy. He's fucking Australian Special Forces. And he he's blowing the whistle on the Australian military committing war crimes. He's facing life in prison. And he's just like, yeah, I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to fight this. Fuck it. Like, he's essentially like a Jillian Assange type. And he's just going on all these podcasts talking about, like, yeah, dude, I was like Special Forces. And they were, like, shooting fucking women and children and shit. And I, I report, I tried to report it and they couldn't. So then I went to the press and, and then they arrested me and I had to flee the country and like crazy fucking story. And I go and look and like, he has like 10 K Twitter followers or something. And I'm like, and then I'm like, how, how, how do more people know my name? And I'm fucking a goddamn mouth breathing idiot from Michigan who hasn't accomplished shit. And this dude's like a bond character. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, definitely send me that information. That fucking lights me up. I if you have his deets or you just even his handle, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit that dude if he's not already oh, yeah. on the plank. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, he he yeah, like I said, he's facing he's facing like the rest of his life in prison for blowing the whistle on this, and he's literally like, I'm gonna fight it. I don't give a fuck. Come and get me. Just like to- super Australian, thick ass fucking accent, great sense Living of living with the aborigines at this point or some shit. <laughs> oh yeah, he, he's trapped in his house on house arrest. He's literally not allowed to leave. Like oh, shit, dude. Yeah, Man, he's fucking wild. legend. Well, yeah, yeah, man, we've been going on for a while here. This has been fun. We'll definitely do more when you have more of these for us. I'm always love an, uh, an excuse to have you in the show. I would like to. I think I, I would like to have you on for the Dune one when we yeah, cover that. I'll be, um, I'll be down for some mega fucking nerd. Talk. Yeah, nerd out for like an hour and a half with a few other people who are big nerds in it. And then like I think if you, if you the idea that. of ice and fire on, dude, I'm fucking there. I'm dude, fucking, I fucking, I'm already there, but I'll I, want I'll, I will fucking call out of work bro <laughs> dude i want i want him especially because i don't know where, where he's coming from so like to me that like interests me more like i feel like that'd be more fun yeah i don't know i i i, I he never missed me back and I, I i there's no way he didn't see i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty good at fucking you know get, getting it going on the fucking twitter i don't have a huge account but i i know how to how to manipulate things yeah I, there's no way he didn't see that so you just but, you just need know. to get like eric july to like message him or something and it'll be all right <laughs> i mean i tried looking around and see if there's other alternative ways because sometimes people just don't use certain platforms like if anyone ever tries to get a hold of me on facebook you're probably gonna have a hard time because like if you text facebook- if you text me or, or try to get me through telegram or anything on my phone you're fucked because i yeah. don't people make fun of me when i post screenshots on my phone i have like five thousand unread notifications it's like yeah dude i get <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much the only way you're gonna hold of me is Twitter Messenger. DM me. It's open. So if anyone out there wants to DM me, I mean, I saw it. I just may have ignored you. <laughs> just know I saw it. Um, but yeah, uh, let's go ahead and drop plugs. Though we've been going long enough. This is fun. Like I said, I would like to have you coming on. I do want to do two two things of Dune. I'm gonna eventually read the entire series and we'll cover it then. Uh, but I uh, definitely want to cover it now that like some of the earlier stuff that's on my head. Yeah. But uh, yeah, go ahead and drop your plugs. Definitely let them know. I know you have your sub stack. Uh, yeah, so my, my shit. I just announced. Easy. 
So yeah, all this I'm, stuff will be in the in the video description whenever I drop it as a numbered episode. I don't have it right now on the on the live stream, but if you want to go ahead and drop it now, so people can listen and look at it, you know. Yeah. So you know. so uh, it's it's Magnus Panvidia on Substack. My kind of whole shtick in activism is covering really important stories that nobody gives a fuck about that isn't like the hot button issue. So I, I will be covering a lot of things about surveillance, um, pre-crime, because there's a lot of uh, another story that I'm going to be going into really heavily that nobody's talking about is a, uh, I think it was like a 20 year old Lake Superior State University student who was being charged with terrorism for taking a picture of his AR-15 and posting it to his Snapchat story. Terrorism, like literally fucking life in prison terrorism charges for taking a picture of his gun. So a lot of stuff like that I talk about. I'm going to be doing articles on there. Um, I'm also on YouTube, same name, right fucking here. You can search it. Uh, I'm My podcast is on like a, a brief hiatus because my internet goes out all the time and it's super unreliable. It's remained stable this whole time. I'm really happy about it. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actively being fucked with by the FBI constantly. It's great. Everyone's on a list for watching this just because I'm here. Enjoy that. You're probably already mm-hmm. on a list just because of Jose, but... <laughs> But yeah, that's, well, that's, that's all my things. Yeah. Well, uh, fuck. What was I going to say? Well, I'm even more of an egoist than you because I just cover shit that I want to cover, whether it's important <laughs> or people care. So- <laughs> no, you don't understand. Jose. I don't have a personality outside of hating the government. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nerd and I hate the government. Exactly. <laughs> uh, with that, I'm on the No Way Jose YouTube channel. You can find me on all the major audio podcatchers. I'm on Odyssey as well. I'm at Galley San Jose. If you want to follow me. Go to patreon.com. So there's no way Jose 2020. If you want to support me, you know, the lowest tier is two bucks. That gets you access to live streams, all that stuff. It'd be helpful. You know, support the Griff dog, you know, fucking I'd like to never work again. That'd be great. You know, just if like 3000 of you could just like do that real quick, that'd be dope. <laughs> I, need, I, need my, I need my rich sugar daddy. that thinks I'm awesome. Like, come on. Yeah. I'm not above sucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has their price. Um, yep. It's mine's just pretty high. I mean, not like as high as you think it is, but it's pretty high. <laughs> uh, like, share, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. Uh, yeah. With that note, it's been great having you on. I always love an excuse to have you on. With that, I'm out. If you want to stick around, we should shoot in the after too. So. Yeah, I'm gonna gonna run and do some shit. I gotta write another article. See you. So, see you. Bye.